0: Hello everybody, Uh, Edo here I'm actually out on a stroll so uh, you can probably figure it out but uh, I just wanted to mention that this episode is gonna be a little bit out of the ordinary so uh, I really wanted to record something I don't have the time to properly uh, do an studio recording this time uh, I'm uh, Heading out to a smaller business trip from tomorrow and I'm not really sure how many days I will be gone so I won't have time to Dedicate my uh, precious time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding uh, My time and effort to to a professionally uh, Recorded uh, podcast episode this time, but it was something I wanted to Release from my end anyway, so I hope it's fun with you all the same. I'm actually in a forest fairly close to where I live, but uh, yeah, there was a mountain bike race conducted uh, from Saturday noon, it started and. Uh, Prior to that, I actually met the steward in the woods uh, on another stroll that I made. And he was uh, setting things up with the signs, and he was also looking at some obstacles on a trail. And uh, uh, we started talking a little bit, and he mentioned to me that it was going to be this race yeah it wasn't too late to sign up for the race yeah it's gonna be from noon saturday until noon on sunday uh, so 24 hours racing and the one who gets the farthest after 24 hour is the very much a clean winner i said to him that uh, can probably figure out why not so many people have signed up uh, yeah total madness uh, but then this is these are the areas also where they searched and uh, looked for Dennis Arda when he was missing so well and, and if you don't know anything about this case I released a two-part episode. Uh, it was a peculiar one where this elite soldier basically just uh, vanished into thin air. No no hard evidence or nothing to that effect at all. And they looked for him in various areas, and uh, well, this tip came from a person that owned a house, sort of in these more rural areas, outside the city, and she claimed that uh, uh, this person, who he later thought it was Dennis, had spoken to her while doing this sort of running exercise he got lost and he, he was basically asking for the directions and this was uh, not even a mile from here this is a, a huge uh, national park you can say basically and they decided to extend the search to include this part here as well So yeah I mentioned in the last episode that uh, a very famous podcast had released an off-the-record episode in June and well the whole phenomenon of off-the-record episodes immediately tells you uh probably who it is but uh the two hosts of True Crime Garage Discussed uh, Brian Schaefer I wouldn't say extensively, but they Gave him at least 10 minutes Of their time to Yeah, mention a few Words about Brian And his disappearance. So, well, kudos to them And uh, uh, True Crime Garage I think that many of you know who they are Uh, They are basically one of the biggest podcasts on the planet and Yeah, one of the few podcasts that I listen to Actually At least prior I haven't Consumed so many episodes as of late on any platform actually try to Go through the latest episodes of uh, a podcast called Alternative Interests. Uh, there's two ladies, yeah, they're funny, interesting, and uh, they and I made a collaboration about a year ago. So they covered the Schafer's case. And then I appear as a sort of a guest on their second part Uh, So it makes it interesting to to listen to other podcasts that you have a sort of a relationship with Uh, Actually, it's like almost keeping in touch one way Uh, So at least I got to know that True Crown Garage released this off-the-record episode and it was number 158 released in June and well, into this episode the captain starts mentioning that uh, they prepared some kind of series on Brian Schaefer's case he doesn't spit out all the details but it sounds at least that It's left the planning stage and uh, When it was time to wrap things up He didn't hear anything back Uh, He mentions a lady by name I'm not really familiar Who this person is Um, A quick uh, Google search Showed She's kind of a producer Um, But uh, any more info than this, I don't have. Um, I don't think it's someone uh, uh, close to the case or the area. But yeah, that would have been really interesting to to see or to hear or to find out more about. So we're not really spoiled with the content about Brian Schaefer. I mean, we have all these podcast episodes made. We all know them, comes out one a week, almost, Uh, nothing that we haven't heard of before. Sort of their way to dramatize this case and then they move on to other cases. I mean, it's entertainment purposes only and I can understand it, I mean, Uh, but uh, 15 years later, they still say his wrong uh, birthday date. I mean, it's quite easy to see a missing poster about Brian. Uh, that's the first research you can do. Uh, see the date disappeared and the date was born. However, uh, I started to subscribe to this YouTube show and I thought that this uh, person is doing kind of a good job. It's uh, sort of original. Actually, his name is Kenneth Mains, a former detective, uh, law enforcement officer, and uh, he also worked on a cover. And, uh, and then he became specialized in cold cases, apparently solved a lot of them. So. Yeah, interesting methodology. He uh, he puts a lot of attention to the victim, what he calls victimology. And he has uh, just released an episode on Brian Schiffer's case. So, yeah, we'll get a train passing right now. So, uh, yeah, go check it out, for God's sake. A lot of comments on the YouTube video also. Uh, So I mean, I won't give away any spoilers, but if you can plug your ears for one minute or two, I'd like to comment uh, about his conclusions. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting, he sees the perspective as Brian could have Run away of his own volition as quite unlikely Uh, It's possible, but not especially probable And in the end in arrows two probabilities and the accidental death and foul play so Yeah, I won't say anything more by the way you can Uh, Check his episode out But uh, returning to True Crown Garage Yeah, so he starts by saying that uh, he had this collaboration with his this producer apparently and that Things just stopped basically and uh, Nothing concrete has been voiced so, can probably have to do with uh, the lack of news. Uh, this HLN episode was quite a rare event. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a little bit windy. Uh, because producers, they sort of see it as they have all these fascinating and mysterious cases and I can absolutely do a program about them but that in itself isn't enough to to produce an episode that's well made but that, that in the end doesn't provide anything new or anything unusual. So the thing that they want is the new, something new. And uh, I know that there were discussions with another major producing outlet called oxygen that when when this picture of Brian supposedly alleged picture of Brian surfaced from uh, Tijuana, Mexico, they had meetings uh, with some people connected to the case and uh, And it didn't seem too far first that they were going to release something. Then it turned out that the man on the picture hadn't been Brian and yeah, so everything stalled and eventually they withdrew themselves completely. So this can be an element in this series as well captain was involved with, that they possibly had something they could have released, but it later turned out to be uh, not so important or not even new. Uh, And it can be connected to what uh, the captain mentions next, which is that someone had presented to him uh, the video footage of the escalators. And the captain says, I don't know how I should be thinking about this, at least I can trust my eyes. And apparently what he saw was that this person going down the escalators, having the exact same height as Brian, and apparently also the white uh, tennis shoes. And then he mentions, yeah, he had his jacket on and everything. And, well, that was kind of a red flag for me, because uh, that's not really what Brian was wearing the night he went missing. We all know what he was wearing. Yeah, Brian had blue jeans, white tennis shoes, a white long-sleeved shirt with a green Shirt over it. No jacket. Yeah, so he mentions this and then he says that uh, this footage by the hour mark indicates that it happened a couple or three minutes after two o'clock, basically after Clinton Meredith went down the escalators and it's all really tempting to to hear this Um, but I struggled sort of immediately with this uh, remark and I don't know if I'm too vested in this case but uh, I could think of at least uh, three or four arguments that could uh, counter such a scenario that Brian went down the escalators two or three minutes after Clinton murdered. So, this is, well, I would say the benefit to cover one case in particular is that you have all the details, you have all the facts. They are sort of written in stone. In your head almost. Um, so this is footage of what he thinks is Brian leaving down by the escalators. Okay so, okay I'll go through my arguments. So this is not to, to criticize to crying Rajan in a way. Uh, I respect them a lot. They are fundamental to some of my own information and research so to really criticize them is to hurt yourself in a way Uh, but you can have your own ideas of course they are quite big and influential so uh, at least you have an alternative view why this is quite uh, unrealistic so number one Clinton and Meredith they, they were sitting in a bar Probably as soon as those lights were light on, Clint stood up and told Meredith to, you know, let's go. So they wondered, okay, so where is Brian? And they looked for him in Aglituna. They yelled out his name and they checked the restrooms and everything. And then They went out, this platform or this foyer And if Brian wasn't inside the bar He wasn't out on this platform either Or they would have seen him there So at this point You can Fairly conclude That Brian had left this area already I mean think about it, 2 minutes They say they can see Brian riding down the escalators 2-3 minutes after Clinton Merritt left Clinton is in the bar just prior to 2 am Looks for Brian in the bar Goes out on his platform of foyer Doesn't see Brian there They give him the call And then they go down the escalators So if Brian rides down the escalators a couple of minutes after they did must have hid somewhere and then just showed up and took the accelerators down so where did they hide? well possibly hide behind the that fake wall that fake door that was set up but in all fairness nothing points to Brian returning to the scene a couple of minutes later and then going down the escalators number two so what's indicated by Clinton Meredith is that they looked for Brian in the bar they gave him a call and then they went down the escalators however they also mentioned that he stayed Downstairs at the gateway entrance For five to six more minutes Before they completely left the area and headed to the garage So if Brian would have gone down a couple of minutes after them They would have seen each other I mean they were standing there outside the entrance would have come down. They would have seen each other I mean in case they they didn't pay attention, but they specifically said that they were waiting for Brian. If you're looking for someone, you pay attention to the people who come down from that establishment. It's the whole reason why you're staying there. So now they would just have missed him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three. During my research, and I mentioned this in a narrative, there was an earlier web page the findbrianschaffer.com site and it was Laurie Davis who was the administrator and someone wrote in the comment section there that there was a camera directed towards the gateway entrance if anyone knew this because there could have been some footage of Brian there and the reply from Laurie was that Uh, Thank you for your comment. That footage has been handed over to Randy and Brian's immediate family. And that footage was quite valuable for the detectives. Uh, They could basically establish that even if they would have missed Brian going down the escalators, they should have seen a glimpse of him on that cafeteria footage and they see no one resembling Brian. Another indication he didn't go down the escalators. Lastly, the only reassurance that we have in this case is the uh, citation from one of the detectives involved in Brian Schaefer's case. Detective Edwards, who clearly says that he's 100% sure that Brian never left by the escalators that night. And it's basically the only fact we got in this case. They have released what they have been able to identify on Brian Schaefer and his movements that night. I'm quite positive that uh, they haven't been able to determine that Brian left by the escalators at night. And I'm convinced that it didn't happen that way. Mm. When we see him outside at 1.57, Brian didn't re-enter the bar, he had left the bar. And minutes later, just after the two students had down. He exits this area as well. And from that point on, who knows what happened. But those are the two reassurances that we got. You try to manipulate these two things, this will never end. This case will never be solved. The next uh, thing they talked about was a murder mystery, yeah that Brian's case could have some connection with the, uh, uh, I think Joy Labute's mentioned. Uh, but he explicitly asked his audience to put on a thing for hat just prior of releasing a statement. And I asked to save that hat uh, because I wanted to bring up something that is uh, is really in the realm of uh, fantasy, so so let me go off script with this and uh, hopefully I won't go off the rails completely. And you'll still uh, keep following this podcast. So it's about a dream, actually, and uh, you can call it a a daydream, perhaps. But it happened to me, actually. I sort of had this moment when I I left the metal door and I and I ended up in this uh, weird uh, tunnel, and this was a. that resembles this uh, old historic tunnels with bricks and stuff so and it wasn't overwhelmingly big this tunnel but it sort of pointed forward let's say and then just on your right you had this uh, booth it looks like a booth that uh, soldiers used to sit in at the gate of a complex or yeah something to that effect and uh, this booth had a big window and it was empty uh, there was a spinning chair with no one sitting on it and you had all this technical equipment it was turned on like in several screens and you know blinking diodes and so The thing I immediately realized was that uh, someone was supposed to guard this place and the person responsible for this had left momentarily So then continuing forward in this tunnel led you to your right So you could take a right turn and continue a little bit further on this platform But it was water, sort of a canal system Then everything Splash, everything starts to move You have this uh, Effect kind of situation Where you get a lot of water in this tunnel And then everything settles down, but Along the rush of this water A coffin enters this, This place And gazing upon it is sort of this crater but it's coffin shaped and gazing down upon it it has all this fresh fish in it really astounding and this coffin sort of slows down in the water and then ends up basically where where you enter this uh, this tunnel so that was uh, sort of it I still remember this as vividly now as I did back then and this was probably a year ago so and uh, I later discussed uh, this with some friends to this podcast also so after the first couple of weeks I didn't think too much about it actually it's true but then I started to if this could have something to do with Brian Schaefer, you know, and I'll tell you why. But uh, I didn't immediately draw that conclusion for the first weeks, even a month, I think. It just came to me later, I was thinking about this dream I had, and then I started to pay attention to the details. So yeah, it felt like I was in an area I felt like I wasn't looking for this particular tunnel It feels like uh, I just ended up in there and the booth I think is to to illuminate the fact that this was supposed to be a guarded and monitored area but that the person who who was responsible uh, had momentarily left so no one found out that I was down there and no one could monitor my movements in the space and then we have the coffin uh, with this fresh fish in it so of course can be the sign of the bar, Aglitona Saluna, fresh fish, Ugly owners. There are also some meanings, also some tidbits, I was told that uh, the mob used to say that this person so and so is uh, sleeping with fishes. as to say that this person isn't alive anymore. It's down in submerged water. Uh, it can also be that these craters, Nargil the Tunnel was a fish restaurant. They must have had quite a lot of meals served with. Uh, I hope fresh fish could have been frozen too. But uh, in my younger days, I used to work behind a counter selling fish actually, and we had these craters they arrived, uh, packaged the nice in this, this white polystyrol boxes and I can only imagine in a fish restaurant must have had quite a lot of these boxes and I'm just wondering the size of them uh, Could have been that they were sort of smaller than a crater, coffin shaped. I mean, but somehow I don't know, could it entail that uh, Brian was smuggled out in one of these? Or the coffin is Zeri, and uh, I'm wondering if. I mean, if you have something that is coffin shaped, you can easily fit the person inside it and that's the whole point of a coffin shaped crater. But maybe they can indicate a point also somehow in the vicinity near bio Columbus where perhaps in historic times they used to fish and due to the amount of fresh fish they they placed them in these craters, coffin shaped craters perhaps, and then they dragged them across the rivers or the lakes or... I don't know, it could be that. Yeah, there were some other peculiar tidbits as well. But uh, something I pissed out uh, uh, subconsciously, provides I can have an answer. Uh, Yeah, so I actually also made a sketch and I sent a sketch to a person who helped me out to make a nicer rendering of it, so I have to pick exactly how it looked like so I'll uh, I'll probably put it out there on Instagram so you can see it Yeah So I think it's all for this episode. I hope you endured uh, the this whole stroll on this recording. The quality won't be uh, the greatest. I know that, but uh, perhaps it's better than nothing. And uh, yeah, so reach out if you have any questions or you want to come with some suggestions. Or I know what you all want, people, and I want the same. Uh, I'd love to be able to do an interview with Clint or Derek or the lead detective, perhaps also. And we'll see. Uh, At least uh, this series is not completely stagnant, stalled. Uh, And episodes won't be released. uh, on a weekly or bi-weekly schedule even but uh, it's what it is good folks so reach out in case you have any suggestions or questions and follow the series on instagram and hopefully one day we'll know what happened to brian schaefer bye